0: This is the real estate rookie show number 27.
1: I'm just talking to everybody. If I get a second to talk to you, do you know anybody that has any property for sale? Do you do anything with property? Especially if I can see that they're like construction workers or something like that. The deals are out there, they just got to be found.
0: My name is Ashley Kerr, and I am here with my co-host, Felipe Mejia, who did not get burned on this episode. Oh my gosh. So our guest is Aaron Chapman, and he hinted a little bit, you know, before we started recording that he might just mention something about the biceps, but he didn't.
2: But he didn't. And I was like, score, it's fading away. I got
0: away away free this time, yeah. Oh
2: my gosh, I got away scot-free twice in a row, actually. So that's gonna be great. But we have a great (laughs) show today. Aaron Chapman talks about him and his wife. Like double house hacking with their multifamily that they purchased, losing their job in the middle of buying it and having to put the loan in another person's name. I won't give the secret out yet. And just pushing through those no's to finally get his yes, which ultimately resulted in getting the rental property.
0: And it's not only just with the financing on that one you were talking about where he lost his job, but he also You can't get financing on another deal and get seller financing when the lady originally told him, no, he goes back to her with options. And I think that was my favorite part as how he gave her options and didn't just say, hey, sorry, I can't do the deal or this is my final offer. Take this or leave it.
2: Yeah. If you're interested in seller
3: financing, this is definitely the show to listen to. Are current interest rates making you depressed about cash flow? What if it didn't have to be that way?
4: Transform your lead generation and deal-making strategies with Deal Machine. Sign up today and start exploring the unlimited possibilities at DealMachine.com BP.
3: We know, and you all know, why it's super important that good tenant screening is absolutely critical to your management process. Luckily, RentReady, the comprehensive property management software, has a new feature that makes tenant screening a complete breeze. In addition to TransUnion Certified Tenant Screening, RentReady now offers... Visit rentready.com. That's R E N T R E D I.com and use the code BP Investor. That's BP, like bigger pockets, investor for six months of rent ready for only $1.
2: Aaron Chapman, welcome to the show, brother. How you doing? I'm doing good, man. Doing good. How are you guys?
0: Really good. Can you start off telling us a little bit about yourself and how you got started in real estate?
1: Yeah. So, I'm 24 years old. Uh, I live 10 minutes out of Louisville in Jeffersonville, Indiana. I have two little dogs that I love, and I'm actually about to get married in October to my best friend. So I'm pretty excited about that. Congratulations. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty excited about that. I got started in real estate a year ago, is when I closed on our first property, uh, a duplex here in Jeffersonville. And I got started basically, I found bigger pockets just by like happenstance searching podcasts. And when I did it, it was just all downhill from there. As soon as I found it, I was just a running start. I dug right in. Got the books. Brandon Turner was like like the epiphany was the (laughs) kick I needed to get me where I was going. So yeah, that's that's basically how I got started. Is Brandon Turner the new Robert Kiyosaki? Oh, I would I would (laughs) say I would say he's right there with Robert Kiyosaki. I read Rich Dad Poor Dad when I was 18. A teacher gave it to me. So that really set me on the course to look for that sort of thing in life and to try to get out of the rat race, but I wasn't able to actually do it because I thought you had to have all this money. And stuff, and then when I was 22, that's when I found Bigger Pockets, and that's what let me know, like, hey, I can actually do this. I'm capable of this without being rich. So yeah.
0: I don't know if you guys know this, but our producer let me in on a little secret that you guys actually have something in common with recording Bigger Pockets podcast episodes. So, Aaron, your uh, wife or your fiance actually yeah. surprised you, correct, for your yes, birthday, and yes, submitted uh, the application for this. And Felipe, his wife actually direct messaged Brandon Turner on Instagram, and that's how he got on his episode. I watched
2: that that episode. I watched your episode. Yes, I remember that now. I mean, I've seen a lot of the episodes, but yeah, I remember that now. Me and me and Brandon's wife share a birthday, so he, Uh. my wife, DM'd Brandon and told him if he could have like a thirty minute conversation with me, and he says typically he doesn't answer those things at all, but it just kind of like his wife had a birthday i had the same birthday like it just kind of the universe kind of put wow. it together and and, and it's funny cuz when he called me i told him i didn't think it was him and i don't remember if i yeah. actually hung up on him or was about to but he was like no seriously it's me it's brandon and i was like haha really funny like whatever <laughs> and 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 i almost this hung up on him but but yeah exactly exactly but no it's really cool that your wife put you on so you know, shout out to the to the women in in our lives oh, that absolutely. kind of hold it together. And she even Couldn't made do a video
0: them. too, because we love she the did. applications with the the YouTube video links to you know kind of get to hear more about she you, won't so, let me watch yeah, it, but awesome.
1: <laughs> <laughs> she won't let me see it. She said you can't see it. <laughs> really? so. Oh, I'm so I'm still so I'm still begging to see it. So
0: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> maybe sure it's great after though. it airs. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay, so let's get back in to your story. Yeah. How many units are you at now? And you have something under contract?
1: Yeah. So we actually closed on the 16th of July on three units and that completed the five doors. And we've actually got that fully tenanted now. Um, so now I'm just looking to buy the next one. I just looked at a fourplex and then I'm doing some driving for dollars tonight. And I'm building out kind of a Meller list using driving for dollars right now.
2: What does is, what is that driving for dollars look like for you, Aaron? What what do you do? Kind of give us a little bit of, uh, of how that mechanics of that work.
1: Yeah. So me and my partner actually partnered on the last deal, the threeplex with a good friend of mine. So what me and him do is we, we work together too. So basically, you know, after work tonight, he gets off at seven, I'm going to go meet him. Um, we have a criteria that we use and then we just go and, you know, in our neighborhoods, surrounding counties, kind of the area we're looking to invest, we drive, we look for our criteria and then we get the, the address of the property, we kind of do it the hard way. Put it in a Google Doc, then we go home, hop on the county tax assessor website, put the address in, and then we get the owner. Skip trace that, and then you know we're building a Miller list that way. Nice.
2: So tell us a little bit, kind of dig into your deals, what you do. Give us a background on yourself. Talk all things real estate in your life, and then we'll move on.
1: Yeah. So the first deal that I did was the duplex. Um, we did that with FHA loan on a house hack, three and a half percent down. And that one actually works out really well, and we also we rent out a room too, so we kind of double house hack it, and that equates to about three hundred a month in extra income. So we actually live here for free, just pay our electric and water. And then the second deal that we just did was a threeplex that we found off market, kinda. So you know that one's that one's been great. We just got that one fully tended it out, and, and so far it's been awesome. I haven't had any trouble or any issues thus far with real estate. Was
0: your fiance always on board with getting into real estate investing or is this something you had to slowly convince her on?
1: Yeah. So in the beginning, she was very skeptical. When I found bigger pockets, I was just really eating it up and I was trying to get her to get into it. And she's like, no, we'd be in the car driving, I'd stick a podcast on She's like, please turn that off. I can't can't deal. (laughs) So then when I got when I got her to you know listen to a couple of them like hey you know we can do this and this can totally change our lives and this is powerful and she she kind of got into it and she listened to one and she's like wow you're right you know let's do this like i'm with you and then she just jumped on and now she's fully on board with our budget and savings and where we're investing our money and she likes to look at deals and she sends me deals and likes to talk real estate as well so it's been really cool having her on board for sure
0: That is awesome when you finally have that alignment and you're you know have the, share the same goals now and you're both excited and and passionate oh, about absolutely. real estate I my husband just kind of, I mean, he always supported me, but now, like this past winter, he's finally like more interested, and we talk about it a lot, and it's a lot. actually did you that really, way. did
2: you really give him a choice, or was it more like, hey, we're doing this? <laughs> no option. Well, I mean, no, no option.
0: That day, there are times that I'm like, oh, I bought a property. I forgot to tell you because I'm well, not a good communicator at all, oh, and wow. so he always has to like remind me to do that. But it's he has his farm, so. You know, he might go and. It's better than coming home with a brand
2: new Gucci bag or something, or you know, hundred dollars. I would rather my wife come home with a property than, oh, I bought a new Gucci bag or something.
0: Yeah, (laughs) (laughs) yeah, that is true. (laughs)
2: Six
1: thousand dollar Louis Vuitton.
2: Oh (laughs) god,
0: yeah.
1: So, what are some of the
0: goals you guys have put together as a couple?
1: Yeah. So one of our main goals is to be financially independent uh, by thirty, and we look at that as about. $10,000 a month in passive cash flow, And we need, so the rough month on that is about 5.5 doors a year at $250 a month to get us to where we want to be from where we are now. So that's our main goal. And then, you know, we're just trying to, trying to get there really. I,
0: I liked how you guys kind of reverse engineered that. So you knew what dollar amount you wanted a month and then you, you broke it down. Can you kind of explain a little more about that, how you figured out exactly what you need to do now to get to that number?
1: Yeah, so we kind of looked at where we want to be uh, by the time we're thirty. I'm twenty four, and she's twenty three, so we're like, you know, six six years from now or whatever. And by the time I'm thirty, this is where we want to be at. So how are we going to get there? And then we kind of took a look at our market, and in our market, it's not hard to hit 250 a door in cash flow. Actually, both all of our properties do more than that. So we kind of took that number on the low end and said, okay, we'll do this. And then you know, if we get this many a year from there, in this many years, we'll be where we want to be. Uh, and then we can you know we have the option to step away from our jobs if we want to or you know to continue working or however we want to do but we'll have the option to be out of the rat race because that's really our biggest why is you know freedom we want freedom and that's what real estate can provide us so that's kind of kind of how we came to that conclusion
2: Aaron let me kind of ask a question off the rails real quick and this doesn't follow our show notes or anything like that what does freedom mean to you as a real estate investor
1: Yeah. So freedom to me as a real estate investor is the ability to not have to work for somebody else if I don't want to. You know, When I have kids and a family, I want the ability to not have to be on call or go into work or if they have a game or something that I want to do with them, a vacation or whatever it may be. I want to have the ability to do that when I want to do it and not have to listen to anybody else just to provide for my family, work 60 hours a week and so on and so forth.
2: I couldn't agree more. Me and Ashley both have kids that are young, and if you see our, you know our stories and what we do, we spend a lot of time with our family. And uh, you know, we might not drive Lamborghinis, we might not drive really nice Teslas. Teslas, (laughs) yeah, get that Tesla one day. I'm I'm gonna get get it. it. But you know, it is really comforting to be able to spend all day, all week, all month, if I want to, with my son because of real estate. Now. I do have those calls. I am. There is some days where I spend all day on real estate and I don't see my mm-hmm. son that whole day, but it is a choice. And that is an amazing feeling that real estate has given me where I now have a choice. I can decide I'm not going to see my son all day today, but I'm doing this today to build for the family. Or I'm gonna spend all day with my son and I'm gonna pay the plumber to fix that because I just don't feel like it. And that's Absolutely. such an amazing choice and feeling to have. And I know Ashley's the same way. There's days where I see her out there grinding on, on on her real estate stuff. And then the other day she was out at the lake with her kids, throwing them off of jet skis or something. So like, I love being able to have that option. I think you see that vision and I'm so happy that you're talking about that your wife sees that same vision for you guys yeah. because that's so, so important. I think that's great. So I'm going to move us on a little bit, but I think Ashley first has a question.
0: Well, I just wanted to add to that, and I think you guys will be able to relate. And I've been thinking a lot about this because I struggle with my why, but is having the choice to do different things, like one word that really comes to mind is being spontaneous. Like, I want to be able to, like... I want to be able to say, hey, kids, tomorrow we're going to the cabin or anything like that. That's really what I want to see my life as. And it's slowly getting there. It's definitely a lot better than it was two years ago. That's the word I like to use is spontaneous so that I can do whatever I want when I want.
2: (laughs) Just like she spontaneously brings deals home to her husband. (laughs) Hey, I spontaneously bought a property.
1: Spontaneously got something. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I love it. I think that's a great way to explain it. That's awesome. Yeah. 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 True.
0: I had to share because I've spent so much time thinking.
5: About it. <laughs> Go ahead, move, <laughs> move us on.
2: <laughs> oh, Ashley, let's interview Ashley. Aaron, help me interview. No, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I love Ashley. True. She's a gr- she's a great co-host. All right. So let's move us on, Aaron. Do you have a deal in mind that we're going to talk about? A good rookie deal that we can get some nuts and bolts on and really add some value to our listeners? Yeah. So we can do the one that uh, was just closed on July 16th. That wouldn't work. Yeah. Let's talk
1: about it. Yeah.
0: Let's talk about that.
2: Yeah.
1: Okay. So like I said, I partnered with that one on one of my really good friends. Uh, We've been friends for a long time. We also work together. So he actually found the deal. It's in our hometown, which is about 30 minutes north of where I live now. And I said, I'd never invest there, but he still lives there and he's like would would you look at the market and i was like yeah sure you know he's kind of going through and he finds this property and he sends it to me and i'm like whoa you know this could this just right off the top i could tell it busted the 1% rule and i knew that it had good numbers they were asking 121 it was for sale by owner and i could tell it was two bed one bath three units and i knew that each one on the low end could rent for 600 to 750 so, you know, I was like, okay, this this could work. So we ran the numbers together and I was kind of showing him how how running the numbers work because he's getting really into real estate and bigger pockets himself. So he's like, you know, call him. Let's see what we can do. So I, I called the owner and she was just an elderly lady that had retired, moving to Florida. She was in her later 70s, her and her husband, and she was just getting rid of everything. They had like 25 properties. So, you know, I called her and I'm like, can I come see this, please? And she said, Yeah, you know, you can come see it tomorrow. I'm like, sounds great. So we go look at it and it's basically turnkey. He doesn't need anything. So I was very surprised. Yeah, and I'm like, you know, so so I took a contract with me, and I started negotiating the price with her. She was asking one twenty one. I kind of knew that she was done with it and wanted to get out of it. So I was like, you know, what's what's your bottom dollar? And me and him had talked that we wanted to pay one ten for it. So we get her down to one ten, and I'm like, okay, let's close this deal. So we go back to her house, we signed the contract, didn't have any financing or anything, just put it under contract. Found the deal, so I was gonna find the money next. I call my lender the one I used on the FHA property and I'm like, "Hey, can you get me financed?" And he's great about he's got me into like two or three places with pre-approvals. He said, "Yeah, I'll get it financed." Well, come to find out that property is actually it's a duplex and a single-family house and it's on one parcel, so it doesn't pass conventional financing. And they were marketing it as trying to get a USDA loan as a four-bed two-bath house with the in-law suite. And that's oh, wow. how they had it posted wow. to sell it, which wow. I knew wasn't right when I looked at it. Yeah. But They had like a split door that goes upstairs and downstairs and they have like a split door in the middle. So you, you can open that door, or close it. So- Was it separately lender,
0: metered or the same meter? That electric,
1: duplex? separate, water is all one meter. So yeah. my lender's like, I can't get you financed. He said, you know, with COVID restrictions, things are tight right now. They have previously, I probably could have pushed it through, but now they're not going to do it. So I'm like, crap. Okay. So he gives me some local banks to call, call local banks. Uh, I get offered a five, one arm on it. And I really didn't want to take that loan with a 15 year amortization and they wanted 30% down, which is, I was looking at paying 20% down with about a 4% rate and they wanted over six. So I was like, yeah, this is, (laughs) this isn't going to work. Yeah, It's not, not the same deal anymore. So uh, I called her back and when we were negotiating, I had mentioned seller financing to her and she said, no, absolutely not. Won't do it. So I call her back and I'm like, here's what I can do. This is what happened. I can buy the property at 95,000. You drop the price. I'll buy it at, on the five, one arm, or we can do seller financing. We'll give you 25,000 down and we'll do 3% for 15 years. And she said, let me call you back. I'm going to talk to my husband, calls me back later that day and says, we'll do the seller financing deal.
0: 3%. 3%. closing
1: yeah, 3%. No, closing costs,
2: right? you no. Know? that's
0: awesome.
2: Great out, out of the
1: park. Her stipulation was I had to pay for the lawyer because she said she wanted a lawyer, her lawyer to do the contract, and I was like, mm-hmm. fine, we were gonna do that anyways
0: what and so, what does that co- what would that cost uh, so many questions
2: bucks. that we have now
1: <laughs> uh it costed three fifty for the closing cost and one fifty for the title search, so two five hundred right. yeah yeah,
2: and then the lawyer so fee was it. how much three fifty that was it oh wow, that's amazing that's the, yeah, the contract that's- and everything, wow. So, you know, I I like this because you didn't go back to the seller and say, hey, this is what we can do take it or leave it, or this is my only option. This is what I got. You went back to the seller and put the ball in her court and said, hey, These are some options that we can take. I can go the bank route, I can go your route. And the tax implications that she and yourself just saved by doing seller financing, now she gets a check for the next 15 years. You have 15 years if you want to figure out about maybe refinancing it or doing whatever you want to do. It opens up so many more doors to do seller financing when you cut out the bank. And I think Mm -hmm. if most people- Here's the thing, I think a lot of people don't do seller financing. And Ashley, you can tell me if you think differently. I think a lot of people don't do seller financing because they are not educated on the like the outcome of it and how great it is for everyone. I think in a seller financing deal, everyone wins. Now, three percent—I don't know, Aaron. You kind of you kind of gave yourself a little bit more than you. Than you but I still think that I think she it's she a great it way. My- Okay. Okay. Now, we're I was expecting to negotiate. I, will, I mean,
1: she asked me yeah. what the bank offered me, and they said, you know, my banker said, it, if he said anywhere from three to four. So I was like, well, the bank said three to four, you know, I was I'll like, give you three. three.
2: But what's really good is you don't know this person's situation. And now you might have just relieved some stress for her by saying, you know what? I'm going to give you this check every single month for the next 15 years. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's great.
1: Yeah, and she wanted to move to Florida, so they were already out the door moving to Florida. And they had had the property just sitting, not renting it because they couldn't manage it anymore. And you know, she was ready to go. She's like, "Can we close now? I just want to go to Florida and live the rest of
2: my life." And I'm like, "Yeah, yeah. let's get it done, you know." That's amazing. That's perfect. What a what a great what a great option to give. For every seller there's a buyer, but for every buyer I also think there's a seller you know and if you're if you can just work it out with i don't remember what episode it was on the og podcast but i'll never forget i used to be a mover and i was on a moving job listening to this podcast and this gentleman told brandon turner was like in every real estate deal you have to figure out what it is that the seller really wants because it's not always money sometimes it's a, it's a it's a clear conscience sometimes it's their kids financial education i mean it's always Something and it's not always just monetary money gain, if you will. And I think you might have just given this lady what she needed. She just wanted 15 years of a check every single month while she's, you know, I don't know, sipping martinis down in Florida or something. So, yeah, you know, I, I need, people listen to that. That's great.
0: Did you do anything, Aaron, to kind of prove to her or show her that you were financially stable and could make these payments and that you weren't going to just foreclose on the property and let it run into shambles. Yeah.
1: So not particularly, I didn't like show her any income or anything, but when I told her we'd put 25,000 down, that kind of made her feel more comfortable. And then mm-hmm. if she called me, like right now, if she called me, I'd take her call. You know, yeah. if she texts me and she has a problem, I'm right there. I, I do not let her go on out of the, like, I don't let her be out of the circle. I keep her in And you in said the she know. has
2: other properties too?
1: She sold, she had 25. Her and her husband sold 25. They owned a construction wow. business too. they're pretty wealthy people, but yeah. So I just make sure that I'm Johnny on the spot for her. She's older. She doesn't understand things. She wanted things done a certain way. I really wanted to send her the payment every month, but she refuses and says, please just deposit it in my bank account. It's done. I'm not going to do anything to make her think that I'm not the man for the job.
0: And that's not a hard thing to do is to accommodate those little things at all.
1: Yeah, no. And she gave me a great deal. Uh, She even let us, we closed on the 16th. She said, Oh, don't pay me till September, you know, give you a month to get tenants in super nice people. They're good, great people. So, you know, I do everything I can to make life easy for her. And I think that went a long way too. just being honest. And always, if she called, I did not push her call off. It didn't matter what I was doing. I took the call and said, Hey, what can I do to make this easy for you? I'll do all the work. Just, you know, let me take the deal.
2: Except when you're on the, you know, real estate rookie show, right? That this, yeah, yeah, no. this might be the one time. <laughs> no, would, this is pretty important. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is this is important.
0: I think that is a g- really great tip. Just highlighting that you're catering to her needs because it's not that big of an inconvenience to you at all yep. and, I, and too bad they already sold those 25 other properties because you I probably know, could have
1: been i, <laughs> I, I asked do you guys have anything left they're like no you have any friends with anything yeah
0: right yeah you <laughs> gotta tell Florida. everybody what you're doing what you want oh that's great
1: oh that's that's key so so key found so many connections just by doing it by talking to people
2: Aaron, so what happened next? Okay.
1: So we got the property and as soon as we got it the same day, it was turnkey. It was ready to go. So we spun around and made a listing and put it on Facebook. I use Cozy for pro- for most property management applications. So we threw it on Facebook and we started high. So we started at 750, which I knew was top end. So we actually got some kickback off that. You know, people thought it was too overpriced. So we didn't get any any applications really. So we went back to the drawing board and said, okay, let's change it up. So we changed each price for each unit because there was some nicer unit, you know, one nicer unit, another nicer unit, and a less nice unit. So we changed up the pricing. And as soon as we did that and put, posted it back on Facebook, it just went off like on a county rentals page. So it's Scott County, Indiana. We posted it on the rentals page and uh, it took off from there. We had like 40 comments, 50 shares, people blowing me up all day wanting to see it. I did have some trouble with the application process because people didn't want to actually go online and do it. So, but you know, we, we got it fully tenanted now.
0: That kind of weeds out the real applicants though. Those are the tenants you don't want to actually go and fill it out.
1: Yeah. If you can't fill out the application online or it's not working for me, I'm like, no, it's, it's definitely working for you. You know, I've done it myself. It's working. (laughs) So
0: yeah. And other people are submitting their application.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So we've yeah. got some great tenants in there and, and everything's going good. We've had some issues. We did have to replace a fridge. Um, we had to replace a water heater the other day. Had to do a little toilet maintenance, but you know, all in all, we're doing well. So,
2: oh, Aaron. Oh, Aaron, what's still left to come? <laughs> oh, I love yeah. lo- if it was just about the refrigerator. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm sure there's some more horror stories later.
1: Yeah, for sure. The guy I partnered with, he's got some construction background. I do not. So, we did a 50-50 split on that and he kind of handles the maintenance. I handle the taxes, accounting, finance stuff. So that's been great for me because I I do not, I can't swing a
0: hammer. So For property management, you're doing it yourself. You're using mm-hmm. Cozy. What other systems do you have in place? What do your tenants do when they have that maintenance issue? Are they calling your partner directly are they submitting something online how does that process work
1: so thus far they call or text me or him he lives 10 minutes away I live 30 to 40 minutes so they call or text him or they call or text me and then from there we figure out what's the best option to get it fixed we like to take care of it very timely I know like on the something that kind of stuck with me from the the OG podcast is quote I don't remember who said it but he said treat every property like you have. Or treat every tenant like you only have one and treat every property like you have a hundred. And that's kind of how we've been just running our business for the most part. It's trying to be on it, trying to be the best landlords in town because we want we want that name for ourselves.
0: So you have all your tenants in place now. What are you mm-hmm. cash flowing per month on
1: this? Property? So from that deal, we both make a thousand or we both make five hundred and ten dollars a month. Off that deal,
0: that's great. So, yeah, so over $1, it's a thousand
1: twenty dollars total. Yeah, I mean, it's it's crazy the the price on that. It's a forty seven percent cash on cash return because we both have about thirteen thousand in it after everything.
2: So
0: that's really exciting. Congratulations!
2: Yeah, thank you. <laughs> it's interesting, Aaron. A lot of people talk about, oh, I can't find deals in my market, or a hundred dollars a door is just impossible to find right now, and. And I hear story after story after story of like what you're just saying, I don't get less than $500 per door on every single one of my rental properties. I'm not going to buy it if I don't make $500 a door. So what you're saying is, but you've created that norm by yourself and it all started from the beginning. Like the way you structure the deal, the partner, like the whole bit is very important all the way to now you're getting this cash on cash return, you're getting this cash flow. And it's really important because you've structured everything, you know, in that way. So speaking about this deal, can you give some of our listeners a little wisdom on how maybe they should find a deal like this or how to find a deal like this?
1: Yeah, so I would say set your metrics first. Set your metrics of what you want and don't Bend, get get that metric every time because the deals are out there. Just don't be lazy. Go find them because they're out there. You know, Hit the MLS. I'm on a realtor drip. I drive for dollars, Craigslist, Facebook. I'm on all of it every single day talking to people. I work in retail. So if somebody comes in, I've met contractors. I met a hard money lender the other day. Uh, I'm just talking to everybody. If I get a second to talk to you, do you know anybody that has any property for sale? Do you do anything with property? Especially if I can see that they're like construction workers or something like that. The deals are out there. They just got to be found. So that would be my suggestion.
2: That's
0: 100%
1: right. I 100% right.
0: agree. <laughs> we are. I said, I would 100% agree with you because I've actually found a couple of my deals from word of mouth where, you know, was someone who knew that I invested that approached me with the deals and I got a great off market deal on two fully rehabbed duplexes. Oh, nice. So I think that the, the networking and telling everyone what you have on the back of my business card, it says I buy rental properties on the back. And I, I, throw them out everywhere,
4: (laughs) Yeah,
0: (laughs) you know, (laughs) leave them where I can, or, you know, if I give them to someone that, that it's right there. So yeah, that, that's great advice for everyone is just tell everyone what you're doing, what you're looking for in what you want. And it will be amazing. The deals that come to you. And even if it's not specifically a deal, it could lead to a contractor or, or a connection of, you know, building your team. So what's kind of the next step For you. Are you looking to partner on more deals? Do stuff by yourself? Are you building a team? What does that look like?
1: Yeah. So actually uh, everything. So just met with the CPA last week to start getting getting that set up. Got the lender who's great. And then met with a couple contractors. So I haven't done any Reno yet. So I'm really excited about that. I want to do a burr on the next deal, a small multifamily burr, two to four units. You know, rehab it. Actually, my the partner that I used on this last deal, he took a HELOC on his property, got a line of credit, so he got tapped into about forty grand, and then I've got cash put back as well. So between the two of us, we're gonna kind of step into a deal that way, and we're debating using a hard money lender just to learn the process, and then we'll have our money put back if we need it. And just we're trying to really grow the business, get our name out there. Like I said, we got the accountant. So we talked to him about what we needed to do for LLCs and stuff of that nature and kind of got some direction there. And then we got the lawyer we use for the title company as our real estate attorney as well. So yeah, I mean, we're looking to grow and find deals. And we'd like to close on at least 10 doors this year. Uh, hopefully we could do more, but that's kind
2: of our minimum goal is 10 doors. I, you're going to get there, Aaron. I can already see it. But before we get to our MVP, I did have a question. Yeah. In our show notes, we have uh, something about you actually lost your job while funding this deal. What can you kind of dig into that a little bit?
1: So that was my the first deal that me and my fiance did um, on the house hack duplex that we live in now. So Yeah. yeah, we searched for six months to find this deal. We found the one that we wanted, and we go into the into closing. We actually lost our real estate agent too. During the process, so thank God our lender was there because he kind of held our hands. I was 22, she was 21. We didn't know what we were doing, and then I was an intern and the company I was working for. I was paid, but I was an intern. Actually, started to kind of go under. They laid off 25 people and they shut down their intern program, and they kind of let me know, "Hey, you got two weeks." And it was the last day was the week of my closing. So my mm. lender calls me and he's like, "Hey, I know that you're you're about to lose your job. What's going on? We're not gonna be able to close this loan." So by some I'm like, I want to close this loan. How can we close it? What do we got to do? You let me know. Actually, there's an Amazon plant like right by my house and they hire like a fulfillment center and they hire like on the spot. So I went down there and got a job. He's like, I need two weeks of paychecks. I'm like, man, that's not going to work. So, but at the same time, my fiance got a promotion. So I said, can we put this all in her name? He said, yeah. So we re ran the loan, another 30 day closing. He said, let me call the seller and talk to them. So he called the seller and I guess he worked some magic and the seller was like, okay, it's fine. And we pushed it back another thirty days. Eventually, got the loan closed. It was a mess, but we got it done. Yeah,
4: you know, that is
0: Aaron- a great lender right there, willing to you know yes. do that extra bit to help you. Yeah,
2: he's the best, Aaron. It's 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 about those relationships for sure. But I want people to see that it's not about giving up. You had plenty of reasons why. Hey, I lost my job. I can't get the deal you know, I, I'm, I can't, it's too much money. The lender, there's always a reason why not, but you have to push through those things to make it in real estate. I've yet to hear a story of like, it was cookie cutter, super easy. I got my property and then I moved on. There's always something you have to push through. And I think that's what really weeds out, you know, real estate investors that are going to make it and those that don't. And, and I love that, that you said that, that you lost your job but you put it in your wife's name, you went out and got a job at Amazon. I mean, you did whatever you had to do to fulfill that lender's requirements and with a little stroke of luck from the lender. But you know, I would go as far as to say that the lender saw the hustle and grind in you and wanted mm-hmm. this for you. I bet that lender just doesn't do that for anyone, but he saw the drive, the hustle, the can do, will do anything attitude that you had. And that's why he pushed for this loan because he, it's no skin off of his back.
0: Yeah. And that you want to buy more properties and he wants to continue that relationship yeah, with you. Yeah.
2: I let him know that too. I said, you know, I plan on buying more.
1: This isn't the first one uh, we're looking, thinking about now, maybe doing another house hack. So yeah, I, I preach him. If anybody says, Hey, I'm buying, I'm getting a house or something. I say, go, go talk to Ken. Cause he's the man, you know, he took care of me. If I need anything, I bet I could call him today and he'd have me a pre-approval in the next hour. So He's but it's
2: crazy. it's that hustle and that grind though, because I know lenders that are like, no, sorry, you don't meet the criteria, and I'm like, mm-hmm. okay, great, but can you give me an option of how I can? I mean, you know, so those are the difference between finding good lenders and those lenders that don't care, and they're just going to be like, oh well, I can close hundred of these. I, I don't. So that relationship that you have with the lender, I think, is great. But let's move on. I'm assuming I might know who your MVP is, but I don't know. But it's time for this part of the show where we learn about a key player on your team. An agent, a lender, a handyman—whatever you want to do it. We call this segment of the show the MVP.
3: MVP. 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 We know, and you all know, why it's super important that good tenant screening is absolutely critical to your management process. Luckily, RentReady, the comprehensive property management software, has a new feature that makes tenant screening a complete breeze. In addition to TransUnion Certified Tenant Screening, RentReady now offers proof of income verification. So RentReady's automatic tenant proof of income verification ensures an in-depth check of each applicant's financial stability and earnings. With Plaid Certified Tenant Income and Asset Reports, you can see a potential tenant's income summary and total earnings by month. It's time to say goodbye to that whole gut check tenant screening and feel confident renting out your property with Rent Ready. Now, Rent Ready is included in your pro membership at Bigger Pockets. If you're not a pro, they're offering the six month plan for only $1. Visit rentready.com. That's R E N T R E D I.com and use the code BP Investor. That's BP like Bigger Pockets Investor for six months of Rent Ready for only $1.
2: All right, Aaron, who is the MVP for you? So
1: I gotta give a shout out to Brandon Turner. Cause when I found him, it kicked me right over the edge to let me know where to go. When I found BP Brandon Turner in the podcast, but the MVP so far has been my lender, Ken Aaron's at Republic Mortgage. So he really he pretty <laughs> he carried me through it. You know, there yeah. was some struggles and like we talked about, he was there and that's been important to me. But I don't really have a, like a mentor or anything. There's a guy in my market that I met at a meetup who actually, he just linked me with the CPA and he let me come look at his flip. And he's kind of, I would say probably three, four steps ahead of me. So it's cool to see him. And I talk to him probably once every other month. So he's been, been really, really cool. And then of course my fiance, she's the bomb.com. And then, uh, you know, my other family, my mom's great. Everyone's supportive. So yeah, I'd say all that together. It's a team.
0: Sure. With the lender, what would be your advice for everyone as to how to find a lender like that? Should they interview, talk to lenders, or just so happen that he worked out? Did you do anything specific before uh, working with him?
1: So he actually was presented to me from the agent that we worked with that ended up not working out for us. I and mean, I just stuck with him because how he was better than her at responding and talking and you know getting things done for us but i would say you know if you're talking to your lender they're not willing to help you when you call or they're not willing to answer your phone on the weekends or they're not willing to go that extra step that you need to find a new lender you know and if, if someone tells you no go call another one i called like 30 banks when i was trying to buy this other property before i got seller financing somebody'll do it you'll find somebody that'll give you some terms you like eventually
0: yeah whether that's the bank or the seller or yeah. private money guy
2: <laughs> just persistence it's persistence don't give up I think sometimes when people are starting out, they forget that everyone started somewhere, mm-hmm. and everyone had that first lender believe in them to do that first deal, right yep. so we all started with one property, and before that we we used the lender or we had to find financing somehow. I rarely know anyone that had you know two hundred thousand dollars in cash to go buy a property, mm-hmm. you know so you it's about building that relationship a hundred percent so I agree, man. That's a great MVP. That's awesome. Let's move on now to the Rookie Request Line. You can reach us anytime at 1-888-5-ROOKIE. Leave us a voicemail, and we might use it on the next show. All right, Aaron, are you ready? I'm ready.
4: Hey, my name's Tyler, I'm Out of Austin, Texas. I'm calling to ask to explain mechanics behind uh, seller financing from start to finish. I've uh, if I find a deal off market deal, um, how would I propose to go about seller financing?
1: So first, you got to ask the seller if they're willing to do it, and then you got to negotiate the terms with them. There's no agent or liaison between you two, so it's kind of just going head to head with them and seeing what they're willing to do, what they're willing to bend on, and what you're willing to bend on. But after that, you know, you you set up on an agreed amount of terms, and then for me, I. I don't think you have to use a lawyer. I'm not 100% sure on that, but I wanted to just to be safe in my contract. So I called a lawyer who also worked with a title company. And I think it depends on your state if you use a lender or a title company, but he does both. So I called him and I'm like, Hey, this is what I want to do. Can you do this for me? And he's like, yeah, that's no problem. Give me a couple of days. I'll draw the contract up. You guys meet, we'll sign it and we'll go over everything with both parties. And we'll do the title search for you I'd never done it before. So I kind of just told him, I was like, Hey, I don't really know how this works, but I hope you're going to tell me. So, and then he, he walked through everything with me. It was so simple. I expected it to be kind of difficult. Like I said, it cost 350 bucks for him to draw the contract. And he went over with both parties. We spent about 30 minutes talking. I made sure everybody was fine with everything. If I had any questions, I asked him and he answered them. Um, that was really it. I mean, there wasn't a whole lot to it.
0: Yeah, I've done a couple seller financing too, and it's really just drawing up the note and mm-hmm. having the terms in there and the payment plan. I mean, it's really not—I mean, definitely not as intricate as getting a mortgage from the bank. Oh, absolutely
1: at not. So much easier than getting a mortgage. They don't need to know your everything.
0: All right, and most attorneys are able to put this together for you fairly cheaply and easily too. And sometimes absolutely. you might even run into the situation where the seller's attorney might go ahead and do that and the seller is paying for it too, Yeah, if you're yeah. lucky. Okay, let's move on to our random questions. Felipe, do you want to take the first question?
2: Yeah, sure, absolutely. Aaron, so this part, we like to ask some real estate-related questions kind of to get to know you a little bit better. Can you tell us what your, let's say, what are your two or three it can be an app, it can be your phone, an Excel sheet. What are the top three things of technology that you use for real estate to help you you know, in your investing?
1: So I use Stessa. I don't know if you guys have ever used it, but I actually found it from the podcast, one of the ads, and it's great. I link it to my bank accounts. It manages my portfolio. It manages all expenses. I can upload that into like an income statement, balance sheet,ment a tax preparedness kit, and I can also put pictures of receipts, it tracks everything from every account, so I don't even have to worry about it. So I love Stessa. I use Dil Check to check deals because it's a really quick way just to put them in on your phone. I was using Dill Machine for a minute when driving for dollars, but uh, now I'm kind of doing it the hard way because I didn't want to pay the money. But it was—it's a good app. It's great.
0: It pulls the information from Zillow, right?
1: Yeah, I'm check, yeah. Sure, yeah. So, like,
0: if there is information on the property on Zillow, it pulls it into your report automatically oh, yeah. when you yeah, Deal to check. It. It yeah, it
1: tr- comes straight through on, on yeah. to, uh, onto onto DealCheck. I like that app too.
0: I use that too. Yeah.
1: yeah, it's great. I'm on my phone a lot. I my AirPods are very important because at work <laughs> I just have an AirPod in and I got the man, I got you guys going all day or the Bigger Pockets <laughs> podcast. I listen to the business, the money, I listen to all of them. So right,
0: yeah, awesome, cool.
1: I constantly have podcasts going too. So.
0: So my question for you is what is one bucket list item you want to cross off, but specific to real estate? Is there a kind of strategy you want to get into with real estate or, you know, something you want to try doing?
1: Yeah. So my end goal is to 1031 exchange all these smaller properties, these small multifamilies, into larger multifamily deals, uh, like 22, 50 units. I, I like to, you know, the economies of scale, getting everything under one roof. That's kind of my goal in the end. Yeah, for
2: sure.
0: Very cool, Felipe. You want to take the next one?
2: Yeah, for sure. My question would be, Aaron, if you and we've asked this question before, and I and I love asking this question. <laughs> if you could have a drink with anybody dead or alive, real estate, not real estate, who would it be? That's a tough one.
0: Oh, it's easy. Say Brandon.
2: (laughs) I I want to say Brandon, but I don't want to be
1: cliche. (laughs) (laughs) It's Brandon. Yeah, it is. (laughs) it (laughs) is. I didn't want to be cliche, but it's Brandon. Yeah.
2: What would you ask him?
1: Man, I would just ask him, you know, how he got started and, you know, his motivation and, I mean, there would be a ton of stuff. I would probably have to sit down and write a list because I would just ask him. I'd be bombarding him with questions. Don't be uh, just surprised. Talking to him. I mean, he's a, he's a very clever guy and he's very good at real estate. So I mean, just talking with him, I think I would learn a ton. So, yeah.
0: that's I struggle with this question, like Felipe and I have talked about it before and I could think of like people I'd want to talk to, but to make value of their time and to not waste it. I have a hard time yeah. thinking of what those questions would be yeah. and not to like, poke at what you said, but like the first thing you said was how he got started. Like I'm sure if all of us went back, we could listen to all these different podcasts and hear that. Yeah. But it's also different coming from him directly face to face. And no matter what he says, you're gonna pull value <laughs> from oh, it. Yeah, that's you know?
1: that's what I'm saying. I mean anything he's, I've listened to the podcast where it, he talks about his story. So I, I kind of know it, but you know, just the little intricate details that you can't get yeah. out on the podcast and right. you know just some different stuff. I mean anything is it's gonna be valuable. So yeah, for sure.
0: Okay, cool. For the last question, what is one of fear or self-doubt that you've overcome or are trying to overcome as a real estate investor?
1: So I would say my biggest fear is being stuck in the rat race. I don't want to be mm-hmm. stuck in the rat race. I want to get out of it as fast as possible. Not hitting my goals is a fear of mine. I don't, want to uh, look back and say, man, I could have done better. Or sometimes I worry that I'm not working hard enough. So I'm like, ah, you know, I could do this or I could do that or uh, look and compare myself to people. I'm like, look at them. You know, I could be there if I would just work harder. So I think that's probably one of my biggest fears is that I'm not doing enough and then I'll get stuck in the rat race for sure.
2: I can, I can understand that, man. I know for me growing up, below middle class i don't want to say poor because that's defined differently but like i always tell the story that i always felt like the water was at my throat right if you're in a pool Mm -hmm. like i was never drowning but i knew at any slip or any strong wave like i'd have to like you know really hold my breath i mean real estate has dropped that water more to my waist or my knees so i have a little bit more like okay yeah let's get that coffee let's go out to dinner no worries yeah so i mean yeah i I get it man I, i sometimes have that fear myself as well like oh my gosh if i make the wrong move like what can happen or, or so it's really hard to get out of that mindset. I'd love to read a book on how to like get over that because I feel yeah. like sometimes that holds me back. Like I'll do two or three flips at a time, but I won't do like seven or eight because I'm scared I'm going to lose it all type of thing. Right. Mm-hmm. So like, I, yeah. I'd love to like kind of get over that. If anybody has a book that would help with that. I mean, let me know. I'd love to read. <laughs> yeah, for sure.
0: Well, Aaron, can you tell everyone where they can find out some more information about you?
2: yeah
1: so
0: um, I'm, <laughs>
1: I've never really been a big social media guy, so I'm kind of working on that, right? So I'm gonna try to build out an Instagram or whatever. I'm on Facebook, um just Aaron Chapman, and then I'm also uh, I'm on bigger pockets as Aaron Chapman as well. I'm in the real estate rookie groups and the official group, and you know a bunch of stuff like that. So yeah, they are probably the best place to reach me for
3: sure
0: before we end it. Can you give us one you know last advice for I want you to be specific to? Someone who is your age, you know, maybe they're they're starting their life with their spouse. What is one piece of advice you can give them um, to get into that mindset of growing wealth, getting out of the rat race?
1: A one piece of advice to get out of the rat race, I would say, just look at your life and sit down and say, where do I want to be in five years? Where do I want my family to be? And then sit down and write those goals out and say, okay, well now, how can I achieve those goals? And then go through uh like I hear Brandon say it all the time, amends like a next a most important next step. Go to that and then just do it. Don't make it huge, just make it small and break it down into small chunks and then wipe it out as you go. And you know, you'll be there before you know it. And you'll be like, wow, this is actually working. This is happening. So
0: And it's ex- and then it gets exciting to think about. Once yeah, it's not it overwhelming anymore, thinking about that big chunk and you break it down, like you said, into those little chunks, it becomes exciting as you get closer and closer and, and kind of like chip away at it.
1: Yeah, no, absolutely. I agree.
0: Well, thank you so much, Aaron, for being on the show today. We had a great time and we look forward to uh, seeing your journey and how you guys grow. And hopefully COVID doesn't cancel your wedding.
2: <laughs> hopefully not.
1: <laughs> You're lucky
0: to have it into October, though. At least it wasn't the spring or summer.
1: I know, I know. Right. I'm, I'm happy about that. So, yeah, yeah thanks yeah. for having me, guys. I appreciate it. It's It's been a real honor. So, yeah, yeah thanks.
0: I'm Ashley at Wealth from Rentals, and he's Felipe at Felipe Mejia, R-E-I. Thank you for joining us. We'll see you next week.